0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports today here on SportsGrid. Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddock. Great to be back with you here on the show. We're getting ready, of course, for the Final Four coming up this weekend. we got opening day. Tomorrow here on Sports grid News and Notes to Get To, we're going to dive into our very last look for those of you who are drafting tonight or maybe tomorrow morning in fantasy baseball Davis, but fantasy baseball draft season essentially has come and gone. Real games begin tomorrow, and so this is our last dive in, and I can't wait to get to it.
2: I can't wait to get to it either. Um, you know, there there are still some drafts going on. Uh if you want to play in the NFBC main event or any of these other high stakes leagues you can draft tonight. I believe Craig, they run until next Wednesday is generally generally they do the first week of the season. Um and it's it's not really that uncommon. Um, you know, in, in the FFPC in the high stakes fantasy football world, they do drafts after the Thursday game still. So there's still a little bit of anticipation for the season. But honestly, Craig, I woke up this morning and I was like, Man, I really wish the game started today. Uh I just there there's no uh there's no international soccer going on. So there's there's really nothing on my plate sports wise i i really really wanted to be watching the angels play today
1: yeah we'll get your fix tomorrow of course as opening day here on sports grid we'll be covering it for you of course from the morning to the night everybody plays on thursday so can't wait to get to that let's get to our headlines here as we start the show lots of nfl news because of the owners meetings a little bit of a mixed bag on thursday night football the NFL has decided at the moment not to flex those games. That's got to be so tough for them to do. I'm not sure about that. But they did say it's okay for teams to have two Thursday night football games per season. Patrick Mahomes did not like that on social media yesterday. Saw that as well. Now, this is a star-studded NBA class in terms of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Dwayne Wade, NBA champion three times. Dirk Nowitzki, NBA champion. Pal Gasol. Uh, Tony Parker, my gosh, the 2023 Hall of Fame class is loaded. Want to dive more into this. The Nets have shut down Ben Simmons for the rest of the season. Let me pause that. I'll get back to it in a second. And then Kevin Durant, who's who's made way more news for everything except actually playing basketball this season than playing basketball. But he's supposed to be back tonight for the Phoenix Suns. So hopefully, so hopefully we got some stats to talk about with him tomorrow. Let's talk about Ben Simmons here for a minute, Davis this is sort of unprecedented. I'm not really sure where this ranks in terms of sports and in terms of history. There have been players in the past. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. I think Steven Strasburg is a good example of this through injuries, given a massive contract and just essentially didn't perform at all in the contract. Josh Hamilton is another one. Remember the issues that he had? He signed a big contract, didn't play at all. Where is Ben Simmons going to be in terms of sports stratosphere as far as signing contracts and essentially just not being able to play he i mean davis it looks like he cannot play basketball anymore what needs to happen here i mean we talked last year about him maybe just going to like a small market sacramento i mean I, i don't even think that's the case anymore what's gonna happen
2: well um so so the the best comp i could actually think in my head craig and and no one even talks about him anymore remember markel fultz a uh, former number one overall pick in the nba draft he had the thoracic outlet syndrome literally forgot how to shoot a basketball like a uh, motion and action he had been doing i don't know I, I guess he probably picked up a basketball for the first time when he was like three forgot how to do it had to completely from the ground up you know rebuild the way he played basketball is Marco fultz an all-star is he going to live up to the number one overall pick of course not but he plays every single night you know gives the magic like 30 good minutes he's fine he'll probably be on the next magic team that's good with palo ben and we'll see what they end up doing this offseason or how lucky they get in the nba lottery i would say what happened to fultz is like best case for ben simmons where whatever the next team he's on completely forgets about his college career completely forgets that he was a top overall pick completely forgets that he was an all-star uh and and, and with all that also forgets the bad stuff you know forgets passing up the layup in the playoff game forgets all this Horror, you know the holdout the crazy time with the nets and basically it's just like you know what uh ben simmons you're gonna be uh Torian prince for us you're gonna play 28 minutes a night off the bench you're gonna guard you're gonna handle the ball and we don't even care that you don't shoot that that's like best case scenario the issue is craig he's got a bunch of years and a bunch of money left on this contract i don't really see how the nets get off of that contract they would have to attach a pick which uh they do not have a a huge surplus. Well, I guess now that they have the Suns picks. You can probably get right. off a of Ben Simmons contract, trade him to the Pacers with one first-round pick or something.
1: Yeah, it, it it's just you don't see this that often in sports with a player that is this talented and gets that contract and then sort of just can't play. Uh, you know, obviously the mental stuff has to be a factor here and, you know, not downplaying that at all, but you just don't see it in sports for sure thing you're most looking to for opening day davis tomorrow what what are you most looking forward to i'll be at opening day uh tomorrow marlins and Mets. what are you looking forward to most is it just popping on the tv and seeing like 10 games?
2: no i mean you know i i'm i want to see otani right i i i uh, i want to see him you know seven innings pitch 10 strikeouts zero earned runs against the uh the oakland athletics like that's that's what i that that's like other than maybe the Royals ever finding one good season again in my lifetime, just watching Otani dominate is what uh, I'm there for in baseball.
1: All right. Well, you have your work cut out for you tomorrow because I expect you and I to deliver a daily fantasy lineup tomorrow in fantasy baseball right here on the show for opening day. So look to that tomorrow. All right. uh, Let's take one last shot and some players you're drafting in the NFBC. As Davis said, maybe you have a draft this weekend. You're going to let a few days go by. Uh, I'll give my opinion. So will Davis on some players and it'll be basically our last look at the fantasy baseball season before opening the be game. Right
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. One of my favorite days of the year is tomorrow. I mean, you know, I love spring training. It's it, Honestly, I love the whole thing with spring training. People say they get sick of it. Uh, I, I love it, Davis, because there's just so much optimism with everything. There's so much optimism with your fantasy baseball team. There's so much optimism with your favorite team. There really is no bad team in spring training. The weather's usually better there than it is. But then the reality sets in once we get to, to opening day tomorrow. And and to me, it's the most overvalued day in all of sports because the NFL, I mean, it's one of 17 Davis and, and in the NBA, it's one of 82 in baseball. It's one of 162 games. So I wanted to dive in today and talk about some players for the final time and see maybe if we missed anything during fantasy baseball draft season. But to me, that's what's so special about tomorrow is Davis. There's someone that's going to hit like two home runs in a game tomorrow and we're going to go bananas. And, it's, and he, the guy's probably not going to add a home run for two weeks after that, but that's just the nature of what it is.
2: Happens every single year. Uh, Jason Hayward, uh, Kirk Nieuwenhuis, remember, triple, uh, three home runs on opening day for the New York Mets. Like, it happens. Uh, Yadier Molina, I want to say four years ago, hit two home runs, uh, hit eight for the season for the Cardinals. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's someone tomorrow who's going to score, you know, 46 fantasy points on in, in one of these dfs slates and he's going to be the hot waiver wire pickup and then we're not going to hear from him for the entire rest of the season so I, I uh well i mean for my own purposes for dfs i i hope i'm able to identify that guy tomorrow
1: yeah well i'll, I'll be there with you so we'll see we'll build a lineup for sure all right so uh you know a, a lot of times i talk about teams that i i think are gonna overperform underperform we're gonna start with a player on one of the teams that i think davis may end up with i think may end up with the worst record in baseball and that's the cincinnati reds i'm usually good at identifying this unfortunately uh, davis the reds you know they they're they're sort of at at what i would say is a rebuild of year zero where you know that they're about to do it they're kind of doing it now but once they got rid of suarez a couple years ago and Luis castillo last year they've talked about trading Joey Votto this year Davis I think at the All-Star break it's going to be everyone is going to be gone the question is will this guy be gone Jonathan India because clearly 2 years ago rookie of the year fantastic player in the National League but what happened in year 2 I mean maybe just that you know that that rookie of the year thing where a guy wins and then you know sort of craters comes back to who he is I wonder Davis if India is what he is 2 years ago Uh, last year or somewhere in between now remember 2020 was a shortened season so you know really kind of hard to identify what the player could be Uh, came up in 21 was fantastic 22 not so good and and Davis like I said I think the Reds are just going to be awful so I I I don't know that he's somebody that I would draft this season even though I do like him a lot
2: I mean it's a pretty good Price tag, right? Sitting there like 15th, 16th ish round, sort of depending on the context of your league. What's interesting about him is, depending on the projection system that you look at, there's like a very wide array of opinions on him. He's got projected batting average below 250, above 260, steals anywhere from 7 to 18. Now, the home runs are pretty consistent. Every projection system sort of thinks he's like a 15, 16, 17 home run style guy i i would honestly say probably the biggest upside for him would actually be he's sort of the best player on this awful reds roster he ends up getting moved sort of you know a la let's say Whit Merrifield or or something like that and ends up you know batting lead off batting second for a really good team that has a middle infield injury and there are plenty of spots we could point to uh teams can always sort of use a middle infielder who can actually hit so many good teams have their second baseman or shortstop batting ninth so if he does get off to a good start his contacts will probably improve pretty greatly throughout the course of the season
1: yeah and and i don't know if he if he's a a keeper for the reds in the future you would think he is because by the time that they're good again you know he'd still be under contract but this may be a a, you know a long long season for them i I just I, i don't see any way out of it and remember that division, which you can win games against the, the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Pirates, the Reds are going to have six less games against each one of those teams this year. Davis is going to have to play the Dodgers and you're going to have to play the Yankees and everybody else. So I don't know. I, I think it's a tough one for them. Now, Brandon Jury, speaking of which Davis this is why I like Will Myers on the Reds because Brandon Jury came from the Reds last year had that unbelievable season, got traded to San Diego cratered, but the angels are like, ah, we don't care two-year deal let's pay the guy 28 home runs 87 runs driven in his nfbc is you know basically somewhere around the 180 point mark here which means there are some people that believe there are some people that don't he's going to play in a good lineup it's trout and Otani, davis if, if he can you know bat behind those guys he could drive them in i don't know though guys that come from the reds go other places hmm not a great track record it's a great park to hit in
2: yeah i mean he's definitely gonna be a batting average hole i mean even when he was good last season his batting average was not that high so you're looking at a guy like okay uh for me to be able to consistently put a guy in my lineup with a 240 batting average he's got to be so like for example his uh zips home run projection is way higher than his steamer home run projection so there's going to be these projection systems disagreeing on how real the power from last season 28 home runs in 518 plate appearances is going to be he also and this would be the biggest concern to me he's hitting he's hitting all these home runs but he did not generate any walks 38 i mean that's really bad that is so low for like a first base dh type who is just in there to hit home runs he struck out 126 times i i would probably be a pass on brandon Drury. It just just seems a bit rich to me
1: yeah i am exactly the same way so a pass for me for sure on brandon Jury, no doubt all right let's take a look at uh you know a lot of places davis and, and you know for our sports wagering fans at watch uh, cody bellinger is listed as a comeback of the year candidate like this is someone that a lot of people think either is going to be great or it's over one year deal davis huge money Chicago Cubs are betting on him. Fascinating player going into the season. 182 is his ADP. He was one of the worst regulars, Davis, in all of baseball last year. Played every day. Wasn't hurt. Hit 210. 19 home runs. 68 runs driven in. Dodgers literally couldn't play the guy last year. And to me, Davis, what's interesting about this is that you say to me, hey, you know, Craig, give me organizations that are smart that just find your Max Muncies, you know, like find your Chris Taylors out of nowhere and just make them stars. It's the Dodgers. The Dodgers could not get Cody Bellinger right. Will the Cubs get him right?
2: I mean, to me, doesn't it seem less about will the team get him right versus like will Bellinger get himself right? I mean, we're talking about a guy you know MVP level season in 2019 47 home runs 15 stolen bases 300 batting average then the batting average and the obp absolutely cratered although the the walk stayed the same in 2020 then the walk started to go in 2021 then they really started to go last season i mean 38 walks and 500 plate appearances 150 strikeouts 210 batting average sub 270 on base percentage for cody bellinger like I mean, if you just if you just did not have access to 2019-2018 data, like this guy would be undraftable. No one, no one would take him. All that being said, probably leaving him off my NFBC teams, but I, yeah. I just am gonna play this guy all the time in DFS.
1: Yeah, g- great matchup against right-handed pitching. Uh, let's close out with a player. I think Davis has some massive fantasy upside this season. Chris Bryant. This is the latest that he'll go in any fantasy baseball draft since he started his career davis his adp is 121 he plays at cores 140 games of chris bryant davis top 50 pick in fantasy i i mean it's health that's all it is qualification left third base i think this is a great price could be a big year
2: yep 100 percent all in on chris bryant every format every league love probably the best value this year
1: yeah, going to be a great, great pick if he stays healthy. And look at his cover. of scores when he played last year. Really good. Short sample. All right. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. More drafts or Pat. Talk to SportsGrid.com.
0: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: We continue taking a look, our final look, at the upcoming 2023 fantasy baseball season. Davis, Matt, and Craig Mish back with you. Last-minute decisions maybe to make for a lot of you. I know a lot of people still drafting tonight, for sure, in fantasy, so maybe this will help you out. We're going to take a look at four more players before we close it out. We'll go to pitchers here for this uh, segment, Davis. And we will start off with the best pitcher in baseball, Jacob DeGrom. Went healthy. Got to always say went healthy. That's the unfortunate part. Went from the Mets to the Texas Rangers. And looked pretty good in the spring. Ready for opening day. That's a good sign. Did have a little bit of a setback, which has been the story the last three years for him. His NFBC ADP is a late second round pick when he pitched last year. One of the best in baseball for sure. It's always about the injuries. But the reality, Davis, for Jacob deGrom, and you and I have talked about this, and you have sort of led me down this road, is that if you're looking to win at fantasy baseball and you're not, Caring whether or not you finish last or finishing in the middle, Jacob DeGrom is going to win you a fantasy league and Davis, he can lose you a fantasy league too. And that's the story this year.
2: Oh, I mean, 100%. Like, Jacob DeGrom is probably, I would guess, he's got the best chance to be like the highest drafted player on last place teams in the NFVC this year because you're spending a second round pick on him. It probably means you're building your pitching staff around the idea that he goes for the entire season so maybe you don't take your second starting pitcher until let's say the 7th round something like that now conversely he also i think has a pretty good chance to be one of the most common players on championship teams because if Jacob DeGrom is able to get let's even say I'm not I'll, I'll even give him 1 stint on the IL right let's give him 180 innings pitched instead of 210 innings pitched you're looking at 2.5 ERA, sub one whip, 210 strikeouts, you know, let, let's call it 14 wins. I, we don't know how good the Rangers are going to be. And and obviously new new environment for him, the, the running bit for the Mets for so long was that the Mets could just never get wins. When DeGrom, you know, DeGrom would go out there, seven right. clean innings and the Mets couldn't score any runs. Um, yeah, I mean, this is your classic risk reward selection in fantasy baseball. And I, I think I would be a bit of a hypocrite to be so all in and risk reward in all these formats of fantasy, and then not be in on Degrom at this price.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, if you if you had to be uh, on him on his on his price or Kershaw, you know, obviously a little bit later, who would it be? Uh
2: Kershaw. For Dave, you, cannot, right,
1: you cannot draft both. That's that's just crazy. Right?
2: Correct, correct. You can't you can't do both. I would say Kershaw one for the price discount, two for the wins, but also kershaw's probably my favorite pitcher in baseball so just a little bit of a of a heart pick there
1: yeah i I would think so you take both of those guys and and you could be out of it in may you don't want that that's for sure all right so now this is more conceptual i think than the player i guess but Tariq Skubel, who is was placed on the 60-day injured list by the detroit tigers is going to miss a lot of the season so i guess it's more of a conversation on how you feel about stashing players with this sort of skill set because potentially he has a chance to be the tiger's best pitcher, but we know automatically that he's going to miss such a big chunk of the season. I think you and I have seen this the same way. It's a great dynasty player and it's a great player that if you're playing in a keeper league or dynasty league, maybe even a head to head league. And you say, "I I just want somebody for the end and I'll grab this guy for the future. But for the present, I think it's big trouble.
2: It is big trouble. I would say this is like the opposite of how I like to play fantasy. I mean, we're, we get more into this with fantasy football, but, uh, you know, and, and we're, when we're going to be getting into that, I'll, there'll be some injured guy, and you know, Michael Thomas for like the ninth year in a row. There'll be some running back who gets injured in the preseason and people will still take him. And it won't it won't be me because I don't take guys, for the most part, who are already injured. I don't like to be the injury optimist. I actually like to go the other way. And take guys who who I'm gonna know first two weeks of the season if they're a cut or not, where as opposed to having to wait a month, having to wait two months. You know, I, I just you there are so many important waiver moves at the beginning of the season in fantasy yep. baseball that I think you're, there's a huge opportunity cost in taking Scooble.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, Scooble is going to be a star in the league. He already sort of was to a degree, but his 2023 season is not going to provide you with what you need to win a fantasy league. I don't think. Now, the next player is another conversation because it's like, would I rather have a zero from Skubal or have Jose Barrios, who had a, had a, just a brutal season last year, Davis? I mean, we talked about him a little bit a couple of days ago. You can get him like for nothing in fantasy this year. And yet, I still don't even want to pay this price. I, I I just I don't know what has happened to him. And and I and I feel like he is a pass for me still, because, again, there are players that the skill set just falls on. And to me, I, I think there may be a chance that he is one of those guys. I'm really worried that Barrios in a year from now is like, you know, pitching on Cincinnati or pitching on Toronto or Washington, and they're doing a reclamation project with him. I don't know what to think.
2: So Barrios is actually kind of like the the conceptual type of bet I would like to make, which is that you can cut him, right? If it's, if it's a month into the season, Brios has started four times. He maybe showed promise in one of the starts, you know, maybe got like, I don't know, nine strikeouts in, in his second start or something. But the, uh, the, the swinging strikes aren't there. The runs are still coming in. He's walking too many guys. Like his strikeouts went way down last year although the walks were relatively stable that that would be one thing i would look out for very early on for him is if if the walks are up that would be that would be a huge indicator that something is wrong because he's generally been a really good control pitcher i i probably am in on brios i mean one i think there's a great opportunity to win games but just like this late in drafts you are not finding guys who have the ability to go 200 innings three and a half era Almost a you know a one flat whip like he did two years ago, and maybe he is broken. You know, and and I I, I yeah, yeah. certainly believe that's a possibility, but I just think there is like an actual reasonable chance that Barrios is who he was in 2021, and you don't find guys like that after pick 200 in the NFPC because starting pitching is is uh, it's not deep, right? I mean, there are like no. well, I don't know 15 15 guys who are really good, 50 guys who are fine. And then just a lot of, like, total emptiness.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's now get to a player once upon a time, Davis, in the NFBC and in all of our fantasy drafts that was a first-round pick in fantasy baseball for several years. And if not a first, a second. Chris Sale, Boston Red Sox. Let's get into it here. Chris Sale's ADP way higher than Barrios. A lot of bets being placed on Chris Sale who, uh, you know, again, health is the key. <laughs> again, it's like we say this so often uh, with starting pitching. But here, here's sort of the dynamic with Sale. The manager of the Red Sox, uh, Alex Cora Davis, the other day after spring training ended said, hey, look, be prepared to not see the same Chris Sale in the first couple of weeks in the season that you see in May, June, July, and August, because he's not all the way back, but he's going to pitch through it. So you're not going to see 96, 97 from sale at the beginning, but you may see it. And they believe that you're going to see it at some point. And by the way, track record has shown that usually when a manager says that, that's going to happen eventually. It's just that he's not fully there. But but Davis, the Red Sox need this guy. They They cannot go into the season. With that starting pitching that they have, Corey Kluber going to start for them opening day. I mean, they are duct taping this together. Nate Uvalde, like you've seen what they've done. Sales got to go. Sales, they got to try and get thirty starts out of him. And when he's and if he makes that thirty starts, Davis, this is this is an unbelievable price to pay. I mean, he's a top one hundred pick in fantasy, but do you trust that? Do you trust that he will be back to where he was?
2: So he's entering into his age thirty four season. He pitched five innings last year. He pitched 42 the year before. 2019, he did get to 147 innings. He was not particularly good, 4.4 ERA. The strikeouts were very good, but the run prevention went down a little bit. And Chris Sale, fully healthy, 100% operational Chris Sale. I mean, you're totally, totally being justified at this price. I mean, maybe this is a great example of a guy where uh, if, you, if you took DeGrom, if you took Kershaw, Probably skipping on him here, but maybe you waited on starting pitching a little bit. You know, maybe you didn't take your first starting pitcher until, you know, round six, round seven, something like that. Then I think this is the kind of bet you need to be making. And again, let's say the 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 lower velocity sale, like it just doesn't, it just doesn't work out, right? And maybe he maybe he injures himself anyways, and you end up tossing him back. I, I don't hate the idea though of on teams where I waited to start building my pitching staff to, of taking sale and Barrios, taking them both and just being like, if one of these guys hits, I have my ace, I have my anchor. And if they both don't hit, well, I probably wasn't going to win anyway. So, you know, just we'll, we'll deal with it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I am buying, I'm buying. I like Alex Corral Davis. I believe him when he talks. So I, I believe what he says. Now I'm with you. I don't, I'm not buying the Red Sox. I think the Orioles are going to be way better than the Red Sox. I think the Blue Jays are going to be better than the Red Sox, but I'm an Alex Cora fan. I, I like the guy a lot. I don't think he's a bs'er. I think Sale's going to be good for them. But Davis, Justin Turner, and Chris Sale and Corey Kluber—what's that going to look like in July to some other team if Boston's not in it? Right? Like, I mean that—that's a. I mean that's a dis- big decision that they're going to have to make at that point. I'm not in on that team at all going into the season, but I do like a comeback from Chris Sale. All right, that's our look at fantasy baseball here for 2023. Hopefully you had a really good draft season and you got players that you like more than anything else. I know I have some players that I like in in draft season as well. Tomorrow will be our opening day preview. Davis and I, I promise, maybe we'll do two lineups, Davis. Maybe we'll do an afternoon and we'll do an evening for the show as I'll be down at Lone Depot Park covering the marlins and mets and i'll be live on newswire here for sports grid at uh, two o'clock eastern so can't wait to get that with you as well fantasy reality coming up next one signing in the national football league we'll tell you who signed with who can't believe he's still playing in the nfl unbelievable we'll have that for you next so stay on the grid smarter be on sports grid and we'll be right back don't go away great great Welcome back to fantasy sports today here on sports grid. I want to get to this Calais Campbell signing. in the end, I cannot believe he's still playing, but before I do that, I'm excited because I like Calais Campbell, big fan of him. Uh, uh, Make sure you're following us on social media all day tomorrow. Uh, Opening day is here. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at sports grid at sports grid TV for the latest news notes, information. I'm sure a lot of folks are going to be doing sports uh, picks in, uh, in major league baseball, as far as who to bet on. Um, you know, some some totals, I'm sure, some player props, I'm sure. So make sure you are following uh, next few days. And then Final Four, of course, coming up on Saturday. And I did see our programming schedule, Ben and the gang and Coach Young, back on Saturday night doing Bracket Central. So excited to see that show as well. Davis, Calais Campbell, I covered at the University of Miami. I covered this guy playing football at the University. This goes back so far <laughs> for me to cover that. Such a great guy. I, I thought it was the end of the line. Davis coming back for another year next year. I mean, is he a Hall of Famer? Maybe even with playing this long, I don't know. But I, I, I'm stunned. I, I thought it was over for him. He's back again. Um,
2: so I mean, just a quick look at his Pro Football Reference page. He is good. Looks a little bit short of a Hall of Fame um, right now. He is 17th ranked all time in their, you know, just their their metric that they use, sort of a cumulative metric um the average hall of fame defensive end is is a good bit higher than them however i would say he's got some pretty good awards in there he is one defensive player of the year he's won walter payton uh man of the year he's been in the top 100 uh he was on some of those you know really good ravens teams uh on on some pretty good arizona teams as well uh back when uh, they used to not be a laughable organization you know, I mean, he gave Baltimore a little bit last season, I suppose. I mean, he was basically like a, a rotational guy for them, did get 14 quarterback hits, you know, uh, five and a half sacks. Like, reasonable enough. I've, what's so strange to me, though, is the Falcons keep making moves like this, signing I mean, veterans, what? you know, doling out their salary cap. But look at their quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks are Desmond Ritter, who, you know, no, no disrespect intended, just look bad just look straight up like not an nfl quarterback last year and then they give what they get two years uh 20 million dollars to taylor heineke so like really good backup quarterback money uh disrespect intended to taylor heineke i do not like taylor heineke (laughs) if that if that's your if that's your quarterback answer you don't have an answer a quarterback uh you know what they could do with this cap space that they have to instantly turn themselves into I mean if the if the Falcons got Lamar Jackson today right. they yeah. would be minus 180 to win that division maybe more maybe better than minus 180 cuz Saints Panthers I mean the Buccaneers are going to be like the worst team in football the For Panthers sure. have no no good offensive players they got Adam Thielen and a bunch of crap and uh I mean look we all know how I feel about uh the, the New Orleans Saints in this direction they're going they'd be the best team in that division makes no sense to me don't know why they aren't doing well i do kind of know why they're not doing it and it still doesn't make any sense to me
1: yeah it's, it's like jump starting a rebuild almost with them if they chose to go that direction i love that idea of atlanta getting him i think that'd be special but we'll see maybe that's the team he ends up with if he does get traded all right speaking of young quarterbacks let's touch on another one it's time for fantasy or reality Green Bay Packers have essentially decided to start Jordan Love at quarterback, although, like Davis, and like many of you out there watching, we're not completely sold here that Aaron Rodgers is actually going from Green Bay to the uh, the Jets. I don't know. Something tells me this ain't over yet. But let's play out what we think is going to happen, where Rodgers goes to the Jets, and the Packers hand over the keys to the car to Jordan Love. And and again, what could be like a Tampa Bay year, Davis, this could be a rebuild year for them too, make no mistake, if this is the direction they try to go. Fantasy or reality, Davis, Jordan Love will have a better season than Aaron Rodgers?
2: I mean, I want to say yes. I want to say reality just because nothing would be more funny to me than Aaron Rodgers making a big deal. Getting out of uh, of Green Bay, you know, we got the we got the quotes from the GM that he tried to get a hold of Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers wasn't returning his calls, wasn't returning his texts. You know, trying to work this thing. I mean, just classic Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the very limited sample we have of Jordan Love in the NFL. It's not great. He started one game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, They looked completely anemic in that game. He threw for 190 yards, trailing the entire way. And and the most shocking thing I remember that game very well was the Chiefs just did not try at all. Like they they were just like you know let's just run the ball and get out of here. Let's not show anything. Let's not put anything on tape. We are not afraid of Jordan Love. Then he came in relief one time in a game uh i uh, last season that the uh the, the packers it was the three interception game i believe from rogers against the lions and he threw a 65 yard touchdown pass to josiah Degera which sounds good until you realize it was a tight end screen where the tight end did all the work um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say fantasy because Rodgers has really good weapons waiting for him there i think in in new york but uh I, you know I'll say fantasy, but it would be really hilarious if it was reality.
1: By the way, do you do you think Green Bay rebuilds? Do you if if Rogers officially is gone, do you think that they move everybody out if they no. can? Aaron Jones, no. Dylan, all no. You think that they try to? Win, I, I
2: right? that's that's one of those teams. I mean, they've been good for what? I mean, has the Packers Forever. ever been bad? Honestly, yeah. Like like I Before I just far. think that's a. Yeah, that's a that's a fan base that just is not gonna is not gonna let that happen. You know, there's some fan bases that'll still come to the games, but that that doesn't happen in Green Bay. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's an acceptable result. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna say fantasy. I don't think there's any chance of this. Uh, you know, every time I think of like, it's funny. My my low bar is now set with Malik Willis. Like to me, Davis, I, I I had not seen anybody play that bad <laughs> in a long time. I mean, Tennessee just wins with just you know throwing the ball straight up in the air in right? that just letting somebody catch it. I just couldn't believe how bad he was. So that's my low bar. I mean, I don't know Jordan love. I, I guess I got Jordan love above that. It's not really his fault. Hasn't had a chance to play. And look, I mean, Favre went to Rogers only, to only 24. Right. Only 24? And, and you know what Aaron Rodgers. they didn't think anything of him either when he was playing, when he was behind Favre too. And it was sort of a similar situation late first round pick, but Look, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. In the end, it's four thousand yards, it's twenty-three touchdowns, it's twelve interceptions. Can I bank on that with Jordan Love? I don't think I can. I mean we may end up doing it, but I'll say fantasy. I think it's a good question, though. No, I don't I, I think it's closer than what people think. All right, MLB the show came out. If you got the ninety-nine dollar edition. Why am I educated on this? Because I have a son that plays it. So of course we did get that ninety-nine dollar edition with the early access and and you know playing and I I'll, I'll get into it here in a little bit but anyway like yesterday MLB the Show came out for everyone you can play it now you can go online you can play against I don't I don't have a username for it but you can play against my son I guess I can give you his username you can play against him but one of the they have a lot of new tricks to the game this year but one of the things that people like a lot is create your own player and play the road to the show fantasy reality Davis I guess this will tell us whether we have the game or not too yet there's jazz on the front Fantasy reality. You have started your road to the show career in MLB The Show twenty three.
2: So I do. I do like MLB The Show. This was uh, Craig. This was my pandemic video game. It came out. If uh, people's memory serve them, it came out. I want to say like three days after the Rudy Gobert thing, where the NBA shut down all their games in March. I bought it. I was like, I'm not leaving the house. I, I might as well play. A new video game you know and i mean i was on uh diamond dynasty is what they call it that's mm-hmm. the the ultimate team game yep. inside of mlb the show i mean i did every challenge i got every card my team was incredible i was on it every day and i played it again in 21 uh but i mean you know just naturally as uh, as life has opened up a little bit less time to play video games trying to spend some more time outside doing doing stuff like that so this is one of the games i i'm down to uh, I'm down to one video game left. I play uh, the soccer version of this. I play FIFA Ultimate Team. So I have not started Road to the Show. I'm not a – I am not I would not say no. I wouldn't say I'm not going to do it, though. I'm, I might eventually get around to it, but fantasy, not yet.
1: Okay, so it, it came out, and initially, you know, my we just hadn't had a lot of time, but my son started building his team, and I. and yesterday – it's funny that we have this today because yesterday – my son came home from school and he had started a little bit building like his Diamond Dynasty team, uh, Davis, but he really we didn't have time. We had like baseball games from the moment he came home. I'm like, do you have homework? No. From the moment he came home, this, well, I guess this is, this is bad about me, till the time that he went to sleep last night. So this is probably like three or four hours. He was rolling on those moments in on MLB The Show, playing every one of those World Baseball Classic moments because he saw them and went to the games <laughs> that they were in. So I just kept popping in and out, watching him get the moments. I was helping him pick the team. And then I played my first game last night of MLB The Show. He was the Marlins, of course. I was Arizona, and he beat me. But we have not started the road to the show 23 yet. I would say there's some incredible new things on there, the Negro League stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of new players on there as well. But I have not started that. I, I never played the road to the show. My son has played it. You know, created his own name. He was himself in there. Was on the Blue Jays. Was on some other teams too. But the game looks great and it is fun. Although he just beat me down yesterday. I think the final was like eight to four, or something along those lines. All right. Finally, the National Football League. How this is even a thing? I have no idea. Like this is just one of those things that Davis. We're going to look back and say people were just stupid a few years ago. So the, what I'm what I'm getting at here is that sports books opened up in NFL stadiums that were legal in, over the last year or two. But you could not place bets in the stadiums on the days of the game. Like, what what kind of stupidity is this? I cannot believe that this was really a thing. So now they're like, all right, okay, yeah, let's allow bets. Oh, genius. Like, maybe you can't bet on the game there. Even still, why? Who cares? I have no idea. But now you can bet on the NFL on game days in the stadiums, as you should be able to do. Don't understand why. Fantasy reality, Davis, you will place a bet in an NFL stadium this year so for you it would have to be i guess in kansas city if i'm not mistaken
2: which you can't do because it is on the missouri side of kansas city if it was uh relocated which they have kind of talked about they have floated out this idea of moving the kansas city chief stadium from its location on the east side of the city out to the part of kansas city that is expanding and getting bigger and where people are are moving right now and i actually wonder if this news of sports betting in the stadium helps the Kansas City Chiefs put pressure on the Missouri legislature to get sports betting passed, because you know who makes a lot of money for the state of Missouri? The Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Royals. Lots and lots of money. Lots of tax revenue comes from those two teams, and they want, they want to be getting cut in on the sports book revenue. Oh, yeah. This will be, be fantasy for me, because that was the only place I could go, and they won't have it.
1: That's 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 true. So now I live in Florida and and that's not going to happen for me. So I thought about it and I said if it was going to happen for me where would it be? And listen, I got to tell you with with uh I haven't gone to the last few Super Bowls. I've been to a billion. But if SportsGrid was to send me to the Super Bowl this year, I would say okay, this is in Las Vegas, right? The, the the Super Bowl's in Vegas this year. I will accept that assignment. But here's the problem. That game is played in 24. So even if I was betting in 24, it wouldn't be in 23. I don't anticipate this happening for me. So I am going to say fantasy. But I raised my hand, available to cover the Super Bowl for Sports Grid this year. Last years, I'm like, ah, not interested. Yes, I I will go this year. Very happy to go. Or next year, very happy to go. All right, we'll take a quick timeout here on the show. Coming up next, it's time for the Sports Grid 60. We cover the Baltimore Orioles vice president and manager Mike Elias will be on the 2 p.m. show on Newswire coming up later today.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Back to fantasy sports today here on Sports Grid. Or a reminder, Vice President and General Manager of the Baltimore Orioles, Mike Elias, will be on the show on Newswire coming up two o'clock Eastern. Also, longtime radio broadcaster legend Susan Waldman on our show on Opening Day on Thursday. So, great guests coming up for you on Newswire. Let's end the show today. Here's Davis with the Sports Grid sixty.
2: You know, I, uh, I I'm sort of surprised that we are are basically a month away from the NFL draft yet, and um, there doesn't seem to be a real consensus on which quarterback is going to which team. We are still firmly in Craig's Smokescreen season. You know, uh, two years ago we knew Trevor Lawrence was going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I think the FanDuel Sportsbook had him minus ten thousand to be the first overall pick. So you bet ten thousand bucks, you win a dollar right um and the the last couple years we had known you know we knew who was going to be number one overall I i won I mean I commend the Carolina Panthers for sticking to this stance that hey we might trade back down to number two because we we don't care we like Bryce Young we like CJ Stroud and uh the Texans if you really want your guy you got to come and get him
1: yeah and uh, speaking of smoke screens Boy, what would a trade, a major trade look like the day before the Major League Baseball season? And again, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen. There have been some rumors out there about the possibility of Pirates outfielder Brian Reynolds potentially signing a new long-term contract with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Why is this happening the day before the season? And by the way, what would happen if it didn't end up happening? Would that mean the Pirates essentially would decide, all right, we're not going to have a long-term? Would they trade him the night before the season to another team? How would that change? the uh, stratosphere for not just the Pirates but for other teams in Major League Baseball maybe a deal gets done and Reynolds is in Pittsburgh long term or maybe not and maybe he's dealt today or maybe he's not and maybe he's dealt at the deadline or maybe not even at all lots of ranges of outcome here It's definitely some story to watch in the next 24 hours for the Pirates Ryan Reynolds that'll do it for our show thanks to everybody watching and for Davis I'm Craig we'll see you